Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak. Welcome, everybody, to episode 48 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend, co-host, Grant. He took away my C, Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Wonderful, Phil. Just great. Couldn't be better. It's a good day. Except they took away my C. Yeah. How dare they take away your favorite letter? I know. Well, we'll uh, explain why that makes sense here in a little bit, unless you're very familiar with this movie. Uh, uh, chances are probably uh, either you watch this movie a lot like Grant Young's or you haven't seen it in 20 years um, but either way we're going to kind of re- remind you of uh, the the wonder that is D3 The Mighty Ducks um, we have reviewed the other two movies um, in the series go back and watch those uh, listen to those episodes if you haven't uh, already done so uh, we're going to get to some news here in, in a second um, but let me introduce the show if you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus, including this third movie in the series, D3. Um, but before we do, I want to talk about little news. I think we're going to start doing this weekly, just kind of cover like, hey, what, what happened in the news of, of Disney Plus this week? So um, uh, there's, so actually, yeah, I, if there's no news next week, I, I want to talk about maybe the the layoffs, like with uh, Disney Parks. That's not really Disney yeah. Plus news, though. So um, that that's something that came out over the last couple of weeks. But the, the big news that came out this week, I guess not big, big news, um, but they are adding, Disney Plus is now adding disclaimers to the fronts of certain movies. Um, before you play them, there's actually a, um, I think it's unskippable, like a, a little 10-second um, words, like white text <laughs> on a black screen. Very uh, interesting. Yeah, in front of certain movies. And it is movies that would be offensive to some. Uh, certain lines, certain scenes, certain depictions of characters, that kind of thing that they just want, want you to be aware of. And I, I'm going to read it because I think it's the wording of it is interesting. And I, I think it's, um, it's, it's interesting how they're trying to tackle the issue of old content. I mean, Disney's Disney as a company has been around for almost a hundred years. Like here in the next 10, 15 years, they'll be a hundred years old. So like they have some really old stuff that was, um, you know, socially acceptable to say certain things or depict certain things in certain ways that is not socially acceptable anymore. And they're kind of trying to deal with that. So before certain watching certain movies, you might see this, uh, Let's see. Uh, that's not the, oh, this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. 
These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. Um, yeah, and then I... I don't think this is the full statement um, here on this website that I'm reading for it. They actually, I think, end with like, if you'd like to know more about Disney storytelling and how it's important to us, visit Disney.com slash storytellers or whatever it is. So, um, and it, so it's a little short kind of disclaimer, but it's basically addressing some of the things like, um, like the Aristocats have um, like, um, like Asian cats that have like buck teeth, like that are, are very like stereotypes of like Asian okay. people, Asian culture. Um, in Dumbo, there's like the crows that are um, clearly supposed to be like black care, black men, black characters, whatever. Um, they, they're even um, uh, called uh, one of the characters is, is Jim Crow, which is like very hmm. on the nose. Wow. Um, in Peter Pan, um, this is one that we've watched recently is, um, we watched Peter Pan quite a bit with our, our four-year-old and she loves that movie. And th- thankfully, like, thank God, like the stereotype type stuff is just washes right over her head. Mm-hmm. She has no clue, like, you know, what's really going on or what's being referenced. And, and I, I love that her innocence is awesome, but like there's um, really like strong uh, verbiage about the Indians. Like the, don't they call them engines? They call them engines several times. They, um, they talk about red faced and um, uh, what makes the red man red and stuff oh, yeah. like that. And so um, it's, uh, you know, they could just remove these movies mm-hmm. or delete these scenes out of the movies. Yeah. But e- I think both of those options would be disagreeable to probably most of Disney fans yeah. out there. So I think they're doing the best they can just to say, Hey, we preserved this movie best we can, you know, um, you know, made it viewable for a, a, a 2020 audience, but we just want to like call a spade a spade and yeah. s- like say, this is what's going on. Um, now it's interesting that that doesn't mean that they're adding movies. Like I, I think some people read this and were like, Oh, okay. Well then they'll add like, you know, this, that what's the song uh, of the song South. of the South. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Um, I don't think they're, that means they're adding movies no. that are really offensive to people today. Um, but I think they're just saying these movies have been on the service for almost a year now and it, it has caused a lot of yeah. questions and is Disney going to address this? And so I think this is their best way to address it while still re- leaving the content. I think it's safe to say Song of the South will never be on Disney Plus. Yeah. Considering Splash Mountain is no more Splash Mountain. Oh, what's it called now? It's now Princess and the Frog themed. Oh, that's right. So yeah, I think I it's think safe to say that Song of the South will never be on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. If they've completely converted it into like a Princess Tiana type, yeah. type ride, then yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, they've they've com- almost completely disavowed that movie. <laughs> I remember going on Splash Mountain as a kid, yeah. like a lot. And um, I love that ride. That that ride is great. It was like honestly one of my favorite rides. Yeah, I was I was super scared to go on it when I was real little, but mm-hmm. once I was old enough, I, that was the ride I wanted to go yeah. on every single time. Um, it's a great way to cool off. But um, no joke. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I don't know that I've seen Song of the South. I don't think I have either. I, I, I might have when I was a little kid, but I don't know that it would have been appealing to me as a little kid. I feel like there's like one song that, you know how Disney had those like sing-along tapes yeah, that you could watch on VHS? 
I feel like there's one song that was really popular from that movie. Is, is Zippity Doodah from that movie? Oh, that's it. Yeah, yep, it is. I I know Zippity Doodah. I like. I mean, we used to sing Zippity Doodah a lot when I when I was a kid. Yeah. So my dad was singing it. Um, yeah, the the movie I think had a little bit of a following. Like it used to be pretty popular, yeah. but I don't think it's popular to watch anymore. So <laughs> I don't think so. But I mean, uh, Princess and the Frog could make Splash Mountain even scarier. Yeah, I would say like voodoo yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, and I'd be down. I'd be down with that. So yeah, um, I'm sure it'll still be a great ride. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that Disney isn't feeling so pressurized to just flat remove the movies or, yeah. or delete scenes because I, I think that would be really stupid and honestly, a little bit of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think it's important to say, hey, we recognize these stereotypes are not okay. However, this is history. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's cinematic history. This is really how the movie looked back then and we're going to preserve that. That's important yeah. to us. So um, I think... I don't know. So other people may just may listen to this and disagree, but I, I really do think that you can do both at the same time. And I mean, some people just love those movies, which, oh yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with loving Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really the only scene in the entire movie that has yeah. any kind of stereotype in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not okay. I mean, I, I, I watched that movie with my four-year-old now, and I think I've even said this on this podcast on previous episodes, but um, Peter Pan's, uh, that one scene is kind of hard to watch um, with, with today's lens. So mm-hmm. I don't remember th- remember in any way, shape or form being offended by it or yeah. looking at it sideways at all when I was a kid. But now that, I, now that I'm 41 and watching this movie, <laughs> I'm just like, Wow, that's uh, that definitely would not. If the, here's here's the thing: if Disney were to remake Peter Pan, and they may, they may do like a, like a live action Peter Pan. Uh, they've certainly done Hook and other live action uh, versions of it. They've all stunk. Besides yeah. Hook, <laughs> Hook was good. I think a, a, a actual like like shot for shot reenactment of Peter Pan. Um, they've done musicals and stuff. I want to like say that. it's in the works. I think it's oh, on okay. the list. I I totally would believe that. Um, they'll they'll just axe that song if it's a musical. They'll, yeah, th- probably that song won't be in it. Or they'll just replace it with the new song. Yeah, yeah. It's hard when it's a song. Like if it's just a line, or I, I don't know. Like the whole like uh, uh, Dumbo Aristocats um thing is is uh, uh I haven't looked up on Jungle Book. Uh, the other one that a lot of people reference is the um uh the black singer that's singing I want to be like you um in Jungle Book. It's an orangutan that's that's singing it but it's sung by a black man and he's saying like um you know i wish i I wish i could be like you i i wish i had what you had type of thing a black man singing to a white man type of thing um i that that to me is not as egregious but the other ones are a a little bit more on the nose so yeah and it's it's interesting that it's all their older films Mm -hmm. um i think there is like one line or maybe a a couple lines that have actually been struck from aladdin um in one of the songs i think there's a line that Hmm. um i did not know that um, slicing off your ear or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but um, is offensive to some people. <clears throat> and then when they remake those movies, they change. They end up changing lines. So, yeah. and the one with um, Will Smith, the one that came out just a couple of years ago, they um, <clears throat> one that one line that I think is interesting is in the original Aladdin. They say um, in the song, um, uh, "Brush off your Sunday salam," and the Sunday salam is like salam is on I. I, I, now I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's on Fridays. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it's Fridays. And they, ch- I'm, I'm pretty sure they changed the line to Friday Salam um, in, okay. the, in the new movie. So, like, um, Salam is like their holy day. Yeah. And in the United States and Western society, Christian society, 
the holy day is Sunday. Yeah. And so they, they said brush off your Sunday salam, basically effectively saying like, we're going to Americanize this religion, yeah. <laughs> which I think has offended a lot of people. So um, anyway, it's just, I think it's important just to, to recognize those things and not try to change it, so to speak. Um, so I, I, if they remake the movie, then definitely change it, but otherwise just leave it, leave it be. So interesting. Well, good talk on that. Um, we will uh, continue to cover Disney Plus news as we see it and kind of keep you informed of, of kind of what's going on and the changes, uh, especially as it pertains to the service and then maybe also Disney just as a company as well. So, um, all right, well, let's get into it. Uh, D3, The Mighty Ducks. Um, with older movies, we don't really do like a non-spoiler section. We're just going to go straight <laughs> into the spoilers on this movie. Uh, the movie did come out 24 years ago. Yeah, um, so, so you've where, had, where have you you've been? had time. Where have you been if you haven't seen this movie? <laughs> So um, I mean, have you been watching The Rocketeer? Yeah, come on. Everyone loves The Rocketeer. Mm, Go back and listen to last week's episode. Last week. <laughs> um, so just as as a refresher, or if you if you're just if this is your first episode, uh, I'm watching the the Mighty Ducks tri- all three of the Mighty Ducks trilogy for the first time right now this year. The last couple months, I've seen all three for the first time. Uh, Grant is the t- polar opposite. He's seen each one of these movies half a dozen to a dozen times yeah. a piece. So, um, so he's, he's the veteran. I'm the newbie. I'm seeing these with 2020 20 eyes. I don't have any nostalgia. Um, <clears throat> the first movie and the second movie, our previous episodes, like I said before, you can go, go back and listen to our thoughts on those. We're only covering D3. We are going to cover it, cover it with full spoilers. So just be aware of that. And, um, as just, as a re, just a general, very quick recap, uh, we absolutely both absolutely loved the first movie and yep. the second movie. These were like some of the, the greatest sports movies of all, all time in both of our opinions. So, um, let's get into D3 kind of general thoughts and then we'll kind of talk about favorite scenes, favorite characters, that kind of thing. Um, I think I'm going to go first on this one because, okay. um, we might as well get the, the bad news out of the way. <laughs> I think this movie is okay. Okay. I, I don't I, I don't love it. Um, I don't think it's bad. Um, I don't think it's anywhere close to like we uh, Grant and I have have guested on a, a podcast called the Horrible Movie Podcast. In my opinion, this movie would never be on the Horrible Movie Podcast. It's a good movie. It's not great to me, and I'll, I'll kind of explain why as we kind of go through through, through the movie. Um, I think there are funny scenes, but not as many funny scenes. I think there are. Um, good hockey action, but this is of the three movies. This is the least amount of hockey in any of the movies. Um, one of my favorite characters in the in the movie series, and you kind of prepped me for this a little bit before we went to go watch this one, is Gordon Bombay. He's not existent in this movie. Um, I love Charlie, and Charlie gets an awesome spotlight, and I loved that about mm-hmm. this movie. Um, so there were some goods and bads. Um, the uh, the, all the all of my favorite characters from the second movie are here, except for Jesse, which that's not a, a huge omission for me. Um, all the characters that I wanted to see back are, come back, um, but the for me, like the stakes are a little bit a lot lower actually in this movie compared to the, even the first movie. The second movie is hard to top stakes because it's like literally international. Yeah. Um, but in this one, it's it's literally just a JV team versus a varsity team within the same school. They mm-hmm. only play one other team in the entire movie uh, against Blake school, Blake bears or whatever. Um, and for the rest of the movie, it's, it's just kind of um, rivalry within a school. And that, that's pretty much the whole plot yeah. of the movie. So I think like the things that I love about the first two movies are a lot of them are absent here. 
Um, now that said, I think the movie stand stands on its own, and there are things that I really like and scenes I really like. Some of the, honestly, some of my favorite scenes in the entire franchise are in this movie. But as a whole, if I have to look at it like as as a whole compared to the other movies, I didn't like it as much. Um, this is the third uh, one in the series for mm-hmm. me. Um, now, Grant, you take the stage for the next few minutes and tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> Well, this is the second favorite one for me. Okay. And I'll tell you why. What's your um, what's your order again? Just remind me. Two, three, okay. one. Okay. Um one reason is the main cast is basically back. I like to call it's not the original cast, but the D two cast is mainly back. Yeah. Minus Jesse and Gordon that takes kind of a backseat. Um, so I like the cast. Um the second one is it kind of tugs at your heartstrings. We'll get into that a little bit more. But, I mean, there's stuff that you feel in the third one that is kind of absent in the second one because mm-hmm. you've never really had a death in this movie franchise right. until the third one. Yeah. So, and I'd say it's a pretty significant death. Yeah, I agree. And then you also get Charlie trying to find himself. And I truly believe that we've talked about passing the torch from Gordon to Charlie in this movie. It really is complete and the torch has completely been passed to him. But I mean, it's not without uh, struggles. I mean, Mm -hmm. Charlie pretty much struggles through the whole first half of the movie. Okay. And then he finally, realizes that he was the one he's the heart the soul of the mighty ducks which they talk about that many times in this movie so i love that and then this is really charlie's movie yes and then there's just some um quotable scenes um i love the restaurant scene Mm -hmm. i love the ant scene yeah and Probably one of my favorite scenes, which kind of goes unnoticed. I mean, it's not really unnoticed. Um, I love the Mall of America scene as well. Yeah. But the brownie scene is hilarious. Yeah. I laugh so hard every time. (laughs) And so um, it's not the greatest one um, as far as hockey action or like slapstick comedy. But I feel like it picks up when when you tug at the heartstrings and um for somebody whose favorite character is charlie yeah i feel like this that's you right like charlie's your favorite yeah yeah either charlie or averman yeah yeah which you get plenty of averman i think that that fundamentally that last statement that you said i think fundamentally describes the difference between you and i because um i didn't i didn't watch this when i was a kid when i was a kid my favorite character would have been charlie yeah um watching this as a dad my favorite character is bombay yeah um and and i I identify with bombay more than i do any of the kids but i'm not a kid um so that makes sense um but yeah you grew up with these movies bombay was not your favorite character which explains why so I mean, to put it plainly, like the first movie is really a Bombay movie. Yes. It's it's all about Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, the second movie is, I I think it's kind of fifty fifty. It's yeah. it's kind of half Bombay. It's kind of half Charlie. Because it's starting the transition. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. That's I think a beautiful thing because the third movie is all Charlie. Yes. I mean Bombay. Bombay is in the. Amelia Estevez is in this movie for about eight minutes. Yeah, total. it's about 
Maybe five less. to six scenes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's th- that's not it for debate. This is a Charlie movie. Yeah. Um, so, so that makes more sense to me. Like, um, I think two D two probably for a lot of people is their favorite mm-hmm. one. Um, although I I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes and the IMDb, like the it it goes in order of the movies. Like the highest scores are one two three. Yeah. Um. So I but I I don't know. I I think D two is my favorite. I think probably a lot of people would say that. And then um, depending on wh- who like which character you most identify with, you might choose one or three. Um. After that, so, but. Yeah, interesting. I agree with like everything you said. I agree with like I, I like all the same scenes. Actually, one of my favorite scenes, um, and I think it's one of the funniest scenes. I was laughing out loud for a lot of it. Is the um, runaway uh, Goldberg uh, down the hill? Yeah, <laughs> scene that, that's oh, the very, very very beginning of the yeah. movie. Um, I was laughing like almost nonstop during that whole scene. Um, I thought that was a great sequence. Basically, Goldberg like they're they're going downhill, and Goldberg like flips. Around. <laughs> Lifts around yeah. backwards and starts going backwards down the hill. And then the pit bull. Yeah, he gets chased. Uh, there's a hose at one point that's like starts spraying him in the face. They go into traffic. Um, Charlie has to jump over a car, which whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, we we've come to expect like them doing death defying moves at this point, but like uh, jumps over a car and then they end up finding themselves like right back with the rest of the pack. Um, it's just the two of them for most of the sequence, but then they join with the rest of their friends. And, um, I thought that was really funny. Um, there, there are some really good scenes in this movie. Um, I think, I think we, we disagree just a little bit as far as like, um, what we want to see from the movie. And again, that's probably just my old, yeah. 41 year old eyes, um, watching this whole, um, uh, third movie, but, um, so we should talk just about kind of, um, the premise of the movie. Okay. If, if you haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while, um, we're kind of maybe confusing you at this point, but, um, basically the, the premise of the movie is they, um, they've come off of their win. It's, it's and, suggested it was pretty recent that they came off of the win. Yeah. The I think they movie. said four years. Yeah. Um, and they, are a hot commodity. They're, you know, up for bid basically. Um, and Eden hall Academy is like this prestigious, only for rich kids school in Minneapolis. Yeah. And, um, basically they, they essentially get recruited to come to the school, which I guess you can do that if you're a, you know, a private school, but, um, to say, we'll give all of you guys scholarships to come to this, you know, preppy school. And, um, they, get there and immediately realize that they are the underdogs to the varsity team. So they're going to be the JV team. Are they the first JV team or are they just replacing the old? I think they're replacing the old one because one of the, um, one of the, the captain of the varsity team says that his brother lost his spot because of them. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and the, the varsity team are, are kind of, um, your typical kind of bully, um, you know, we're better than you. We're seniors. You, you guys are freshmen type of, um, type of relationship. But I think some of the best scenes in the movie come when you see, um, it's, it's high school age kids. Um, I mean, the actors are older, but like it's, it's at high school basically, um, where they all live there. So I like, think like, uh, Hogwarts or, you know, like it's kind it, of like, a, kind of a mix between like a, prep school and a boarding school kind yeah, of yeah they all live in dorms yeah like on the camp it, it feels like college yeah pretty much um and 
they do like college style pranks on each yeah. other, like in the dorm pranks and stuff like that. Um, I think the ants one with the ropes is, is probably the best one. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you want to kind of explain like how they pull off that prank? I think it's, I think it's pretty ingenious. Yeah. So they, so this is right after the varsity has taken them out for supper and at this really rich, um, expensive, nice restaurant. Yeah. And the varsity basically dines and dashes and leaves the uh, ducks with the bill, which is $857. So they basically have to clean up after <laughs> them and basically earn the $857. So they do dishes, they clean the toilet, the restroom. Yeah. Um, so then um, they decide that. Of course, they're going to get back at them. So there's this ant farm of, is it, I think it's Brazilian ants. Fire ants, yeah. And there's just a ton of them. So they literally suck up a bunch of these ants and they create this a bunch of tubes that lead into all the varsity players' room. And they basically just release the ants on them. And they tie their doors together. So they can't get out whatsoever. So they're basically pulling against each other. Uh And so they can't get out. And the varsity's enforcer at the time, he's nowhere to be found because he's outside doing whatever. And then Dwayne basically ropes him. (laughs) He's basically chasing down like a stray calf. Well, on a horse, no less, by the way. (laughs) And so he ropes him. And then these fire ants are released into their... Uh, rooms and they get all over them and then they finally let them out <laughs> and they have like bites all over their face because of this. Yeah. So, I mean, the planning was pretty great by them. Um, so that's, that's like kind of the third of three pranks. Like they're, they're just kind of like w- trying to one up each other. Um, you want to talk about the first prank with the, um, the lunch bags? Oh yeah. Um, the first prank I think this one's kind easy. of is so varsity's basically every time the ducks come in with something, they basically take it and take whatever they want. And so uh Fulton, Charlie, and is it uh it's either Goldberg or Russ, I can't remember which one. One of those two are with them and they're finally like, Oh, we're gonna get him back. <laughs> and so he literally they have horses there for probably like equestrian type events and they literally follow these horses and they don't show them picking up the turds, but that's basically what they do. So they come in and varsity of course takes the brownies and they're just like, my mom made me fresh brownies. They're (laughs) fresh, warm ones. And then they pull it out and then they got the horse turds and Charlie's like, I got to remind my mom to stop putting the horse turds in the brownies. <laughs> and then this whole scene happens where they're chasing after them. And it, it, it's got the, the same um, like uh, Looney Tunes style yeah. sound effects that you've come to be accustomed to with the series. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, uh, I would, I was, I was much more impressed with the first half of this movie than the second, but um, that the first half is pretty solid as far as like just showing the um the 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 one-upmanship that's going on between these children and and how they are trying to uh what i love about the series just every movie has them kind of um 
overcoming odds. Yes, that's a typical sports movie trope. But more than that, just trying to like, they're about like proving to whatever the world, is, you know, the second movie is literally the world. In this one, proving to this academy that they are are worth their salt. Yeah. And so it starts with like their peers, of course, as it, would, as it normally would. The varsity basically wants to make them look like a joke. Yeah. And that they're worth nothing and they're just wasting their money and time yeah. on these kids. And uh, then it becomes proving their worth to the coach uh, yeah. who's, you know, there is no Bombay in this movie. Basically, um, they uh, basically write, write off, uh, write the character uh, Bombay off the, sh- off the movie um, and uh, say that he's like got to get back to lawyering or, or no, no he's, he's going to sponsor the junior goodwill games. That's right. Yeah. And he's going to be like the talent scout basically. Yeah. He, he talks to Charlie about, he's like, Hey, this is a good opportunity. I have to do this. And Charlie's obviously very disappointed with him, but um, you know, I think ultimately understands. And then um, coach Orion is, is the new guy. Which it sounds like they hint at that Bombay was the one that talked about coach Orion coming and coaching the team. Yeah, so it really, recommended him. It really sounds like Bombay's the one that selected Coach O'Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the the Ducks kind of have to prove themselves to him, and then really ultimately they have to prove themselves to the board. Like yeah. the, the school board, like, basically wants to eject them from the school and take mm-hmm. away all their scholarships and stuff like that. So um, uh, that's one thing I really appreciate about all the movies in the series, and this movie I think does a really good job with that stuff too. Uh, let's talk about Coach Orion. I, I yeah. guess this we're kind of on that subject. Um, so he's he's the um, when you first meet him, when you first meet Bombay, um, he is the opposite of Orion, but yeah. is similar in some ways as well. So he in in the first movie, Bombay clearly doesn't want to be there. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he's there only because he's doing community yeah. service, um, and he can coach, but doesn't want to. Um, Orion is the opposite of him. He loves coaching. He, he loves, um, not just winning. I mean, he's not really even in it necessarily for the winning is as much of like developing these kids and like helping them become the, you know, the best versions of themselves. Um, so he, like he has good intentions, but he comes off very gruff and very militaristic, which obviously offends. They're used to Bombay. Who's like, Hey, let's throw a beach ball in the ice. Like they're used to that kind of like fun, you know, fun loving kind of practice. They're basically used to the second half of the first movie Bombay up until this point so they're just fun loving enjoying every moment of playing hockey and yeah Orion's not that yeah yeah he's he's very much okay drills laps like let's get down to business yeah and um is like yelling at them and ordering them around and it doesn't jive with them at first um and um i that's where i think the similarity is is like the in the same way that the ducks rejected bombay in the first movie they're also rejecting orion here but just for different reasons um so i i I like that kind of parallel um i mean one of the first i'll go off of a quote just to show how gruff he is yeah yeah he's he gets up and he's like, what's the one thing all great teams have in common? And Averman says, great coaching. And <laughs> Coach Orion says, don't try to suck up to me, Averman. <laughs> and he just goes into his whole spiel. And, I mean, he means business from day one. And one of the big things that uh, Orion is trying to preach to them is two-way hockey. Because yes. in the first two movies, it's a lot of offense. 
But now Orion wants to bring in the defense aspect of the movie. And so he's preaching to them two-way hockey, which Charlie's not a fan of because, I mean, he even says it in the movie that he's a scorer, not a defender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he... Uh he talks. He talks a lot about defense. He's. He. I, I want to read part of this because I, I. I think some of the speeches in this movie are really good. Yeah. Like really inspiring. I would agree with that. Um, he says, unlike scoring, defense never quits. But to play great defense, you need one thing above all else. And then uh, Averman says, but it starts with a W. <laughs> and then he says confidence. And then it gets serious again. He says. Uh, listen, if you learn nothing else while what, when you're here, you learn this, all right? Because it's not just about hockey. It's easy to be confident when you have control of the puck. And I, I thought this was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very difficult to keep that confidence when you got to take whatever strange bounces life throws your way. He's making you know this um, analogy to life in general. Don't be careless, but don't be too careful either. You cannot be afraid to lose. That's how you gain the confidence to attack the game when the puck isn't yours. That's how you attack life, even when you think you don't have any control. And that's how you play real defense. And like I, I heard him say that speech, so I got chills. I was like, yeah. "Whoa!" Like that's uh, that's some pretty serious stuff um, for like a Mighty Ducks movie. Like there, there's serious scenes and serious concepts in all the movies, but um, this movie, I think, really to me is the most serious as far as trying to teach you something as you watch the movie. Uh, I learned something from all the movies, but I think this one's really trying to get after it. And that speech was a big one for me. Yeah. Um, And I mean, there's several times in the movie where he's yelling at Charlie to make the first move or let the offensive player make the first move. Yeah. And then he needs to react on that. And, and and it's true. I I love that that Orion's not just making something up about the series. Yeah. It's true. The, the, the ducks have always been about, good offense yeah. and their defense honestly has not been great no. um, for all of the first two movies. Yeah. Um, they know how to score, but that that's, that's what makes their final scores of their games. Like, you know, 13, nine or yeah. nine, seven. It's, it's like, there's, it's nothing but scoring. On Cause both I ends. mean, like if you look at their last game with Iceland, it was five to five. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and this, I mean, We'll talk about the the final game at the end of the podcast. Yeah. But um, the one thing I want to say about the final game is that game that game ends one zero. Yeah, one to zero. So like that is a huge change for the series. Yeah. Um. And this movie is about defense. The entire yeah. movie is all about defense. And um, another thing that we should add about Coach O'Ryan is all the Ducks really know about him is that he quit hockey. So the Ducks before they really know the co- real coach O'Ryan. They think he was just a washed up pro mm-hmm. that just got to the big leagues by luck and then just walked away because he couldn't handle it. Yeah. But then they're completely wrong. Yeah. I love that scene with him and his daughter. Yeah. Um, she, she basically, his daughter got in a car wreck and lost. She's a um, par- paraplegic. Like yeah. she, she has no use of her legs and, um, she but loves the ice obviously her dad loves the ice so she does too he there's they wake up one morning and is it bombay that takes them yeah, there bombay and charlie oh okay that's right just the two of them um so he's like hey there's something you need to see because he he's aware that you know charlie has basically left the team because of charlie's done right now oh yeah he's completely done. he's like i'm done with the ducks i'm done with with hockey and he you know as a as a good uh, not just coach, but friends to Charlie says, you know, I'm here. We need to go see this. And so he shows him that, that, you know, um, coach Ryan is, is pushing his um, wheelchair 
daughter around on the ice, spinning mm-hmm. her around like she's a, uh, you know, ice ballerina, you know, yeah. uh, and, um, and saying, you know, look, look at the love and care for this daughter that he has. He didn't walk away from hockey, from pro hockey because he was some deadbeat. Yeah. He walked away because he had to take care of his daughter and, you know, kind of humanizes yeah. him in that moment. And it kind of mentions, which this actually happened in real life. Um, Minnesota had the North stars, but then they ended up moving to Dallas to be the Dallas stars, which is currently who, where the stars are right now is Dallas. And they talk about how he didn't quit because he couldn't play anymore. He quit because he wanted his daughter to stay in Minneapolis. So he didn't want to go to Dallas and abandon her. So, yeah. Yeah, and and that I mean that flips the movie like yeah. it, that that is the the centerpiece of the movie where it goes from the the audience is almost trained to hate Orion as well yeah. like I like the first half of the movie is like Orion's a jerk I hate that guy yeah and then that this happens and it and it's it's beautiful how it turns even the audience's mind around to go okay now this this guy's the real deal like yeah he's yeah. he's harsh I mean like earlier in the movie he says. Um, uh, the ducks are dead. Take the ducks jersey off, or you don't play. Yeah. So you see that side of of Coach Ryan, and then you also see this other side, and you're like, you know what? He's yes, he's hard on the kids, but that's only because he's trying to make them better. He 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 sees Orion in a different light, and at that point, what says yeah. almost essentially begs to be back on the team. Um, I mean, I would say that scene with his daughter is one of two turning points for Charlie. Yeah. And the other one is when Hans passes away. Yeah. Yeah, that scene with Hans um, is really great. I wanted it, to, if anything, I wanted it to be a little bit longer. And, yeah. and that's, I'm showing a little bit of my bias because Hans is one of, my, one of my favorite characters in the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed him from D2. Um, I wanted to see more Hans in this movie, so I wish it was a little bit longer. But um, they, they have a, a really good exchange. Hans, um, that this, that's where you get the scene where he's uh, Charlie says they took away my C, so and they Captain. tosses the the whole thing, <laughs> the whole drawer of C's towards him. Yeah, he's like he's like oh I got I got you know <laughs> several dozen C's yeah. back there you can have. Um, he said uh, I I did like the line where he says it's only a letter, Charlie. Yeah. Um, you can you can still lead, uh, even if you're not. There's still the, captain. the person under the letter. Yeah. So the C stands for captain. If you haven't seen the movie, and he um, one of the first things that Ryan does is he basically says, you know, Charlie, you're not the captain anymore. Yeah. Uh, he was the captain, and in the previous movies, but in this one, you're not the captain, and so. Obviously, Charlie takes huge offense to that, and that starts his anger towards Orion. Um, he kind of, um, you kind of see Charlie like getting everyone else to buck up against Orion as well because of yeah. his anger. And then, of course, leaves the team, goes to see Hans, and then Hans says, "You don't have to be captain to lead. Like yeah. that's just a letter, it's just a title." Um, and so, um, inspires him. And then, as Charlie leaves, he says goodbye, Charlie. And then, yeah. you know, it's pretty that's- clear at that point he's. Not going to see him again. <laughs> yeah, because he was already having... I mean, you could tell that he was already having trouble breathing. So yeah, I think it's kind of insinuated that he probably had a heart attack. Right. And that was the end. Yeah. We get a, a brief, um, I think, but poignant um, funeral scene. Yeah. Uh, Bombay is there. Uh, puts his um, Ducks Hans jersey on the casket. Um, and then he says... Every time you touch the ice, remember that it was Hans who taught us to fly. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was a beautiful line. Uh, and then just to kind of honor Hans in, uh, the next time they play, they, um, do this like spinning, like they're all kind of yeah. cir- circling together, touching the ice and touching the ice, which is, I guess a Norwegian um, homage to, yeah. yeah. So I thought all that was beautiful, like yeah. re- really gorgeous stuff. So, uh, I enjoyed all of that. Um, should we talk about hockey? Yeah, let's let's talk about hockey. So it's there's basically th- three games yep. um, in the in the movie. There's th- the first game against Blake. Blake, which is I mean it looks it's that's the only time that in this movie, in my opinion, the only time in this mo- movie where you get classic Ducks hockey yeah. is in this game. I would um, agree. Um, and it's 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 flying V, it's triple deke, it's spinning on the ice, it's um, Dwayne doing you know yeah. cra- crazy cowboy stunts. It's it's all the stuff that you've seen from the previous movie, and they're running away with the movie. It's nine zero going into uh, the third period. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just completely just mopping the the ice with them. Um, and then then what happens? And then Blake just storms back. Um, they end up making it nine seven. And then they make it 9-8. And right after that one, Charlie takes out his frustration. This is one of the scenes where uh, Orion's telling him to make his man make the first move. And, of course, Charlie does not. So Charlie takes out his frustration while literally breaking his hockey stick over the net. Oh, yeah. And so he ends up going to the penalty box. And there's roughly probably 2.15 left. So he's in there for a two-minute penalty. And then he comes out, and Blake has pulled their goalie, and Charlie's got a breakaway goal. And this is kind of one of those scenes where you think that Charlie's going to score, they're going to win. But no, the film writers take that away and really serve it as um, a good testimony to two-way hockey. Because Charlie could have just skated out the time, but Charlie wanted to score. Mm-hmm. And his puck comes up inches away. And then Blake literally takes it all the way and scores. And they end in a 9-9 tie. Yeah. So basically, it's it's very apparent that it's Charlie's fault. Like, yes. they, they easily could have won the game just by, like you said, just skating around in a circle or whatever. Um, but because he had to be... He had to be the savior, yeah. like, like he had been in the past. Um, they they didn't lose the game, but essentially it ends in a tie. And um, I mean, even in the locker room, he's getting all up on his teammates. And he was like, I was trying to win us the game. And Averman says, well, mission unaccomplished, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, we were winning. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they're... The uh, there's one one line I I think it's it's really like most most of the movie, most of the this game is funny just for like the first five minutes or whatever yeah. but it starts out when they 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 get ready to they're getting pumped up they're warriors now they're not ducks we keep calling them ducks where they, yeah they are ducks later but um where they 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 get pumped up before the game and they're like quack 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 they're all putting their hands in the and circle then, whatever and he's like what the heck is that knock that off <laughs> go team on three <laughs> go team. <laughs> I laughed really hard at that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's like the first half is, is very different from the second half. And obviously the second half is where the movie is trying to go from that, from that point forward uh, about how do we play better defense. But, um, and it just kind of starts the downfall of Charlie. Yeah. 
it's all it's all pretty much downhill for him after that. Yeah. Um, it's it's only the stuff that we've already talked about the Hans thing, the uh, Orion, um, you know, flip, you yeah. know, his opinion of Orion that really kind of get him to humble himself enough to come back to the team yeah. and then say, okay, I'm teachable again. Like let's let's do this. Because so. then they have their scrimmage right after the restaurant and uh, dorm room scene with Varsity, which Orion's told him so many times, just stay clear of the Varsity. But they're finally at a melting point, and it really is the melting point for Charlie Yeah. before he makes his ascent back up. Um, they schedule a early morning scrimmage against the Varsity team. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's the second game. Let's, yeah. let's go there and let's and, talk about that. Um, I mean, they've played the Hawks before and twice. The first <laughs> time went awful. They played Iceland twice. The first time was awful. So now they get to play Varsity for the first time. So do you think that matchup went well, Phil? <laughs> no. No, it does not. And so they say that they're going to play to 10 and full check. So basically, that means there's going to be no penalties. It's going to be roughhouse hockey. Do whatever you want, yeah. The strong will survive. Yeah. And they don't even get to 10 goals. <laughs> because, I mean, literally, from the start, the varsity is just taking their shot at them. Yeah. I mean, none of their hits are legal, but they're playing no, They're playing full check, so it doesn't really matter. But they right. come out just swinging. Everybody's just getting smoked. And we should we should say because I think this will come up again. But um, Julie is the is the goalie now. Yes, it's not Goldberg anymore. Yeah. So, so Goldberg has been well. Goldberg plays goalie in this, but yeah. um, when they play for the actual school, he's been benched. Yeah. So he, uh, I mean, um, at the beginning of the scrimmage, Julie says, uh, "Coach has me as first goalie," and. Uh, Goldberg's like coach do you see a coach uh-huh. and so Goldberg's the goalie and the hitting is just they're just owning him yeah yeah and the score gets to four to nothing and the Ducks can't do anything right and basically how the scrimmage ends is Charlie has a breakaway with Banks which we mentioned earlier that Banks yeah makes varsity he doesn't want to be on varsity but he's made varsity so Banks and Charlie are kind of fighting it out. Charlie's trying to get free and Charlie gets off a horrible shot, but then Banks basically takes him down into the net and a fight just breaks out. Yeah. And that's basically the end of the scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not pretty at all. Their defense is terrible. They can't, they can't score a goal. There's nothing but goals from yeah. the varsity team. It's it's all bad. And then Coach O'Ryan shows up and breaks up the fight, gets them out of there, and he once again delivers a strong speech saying that they literally had one opportunity to show the varsity what they had, and now that advantage is gone. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, the varsity, up until this point, they don't really come out and say that they're scared of the Ducks, but – that you definitely know that they're they are scared of the ducks. Yeah, and they want their shot at them. Yeah, and this is this is where this is the part where um, Charlie and Fulton both yeah. b- both leave. I, we haven't really talked about Fulton, but it's more than just Charlie. Both of them actually just leave the team at that point. Yeah. 
So um, he basically tells them that the ducks are dead. And Charlie tells him that he's breaking up the best years that are the best moments that um, have ever happened to these kids. And uh, Orion basically just, which is another line where I feel like the writers want you to hate Orion. Mm -hmm. He says, well, it's time to grow up. Yeah. And so that basically ends the era of the Bombay Ducks right there. Yeah. Because the rest of the team just throws their jerseys in the pile and they're ready to move on. So um, we'll fast forward. The next things that happen are the things we've already talked about, uh, Hans and and, um, and the Orion wheelchair scene. Uh, there's a, a brief scene where uh, Bombay actually plays hockey with the kids. Like yeah. I thought that was a really cool little scene with him. Um, uh, there's a really great line where uh, it's during the wheelchair scene where uh, Bombay says to Charlie, I told Orion that you were the real Minnesota miracle man. Be that man. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, of course, inspires him to get back on the team. Um, but then it's bad uh, from a political standpoint after that. The next thing you see is um, the dean saying that th- these kids aren't performing. They look terrible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they barely edged out a tie yeah. in, in their first game. And this whole escapade with the varsity team and, you know, just, um, you know, aggressive, getting aggressive with them. And this, you know, scrimmage team, full check, whatever. He's like, these guys are not at all what we thought they were going to be. We're going to pull their scholarships, kick them out of school. And, um, uh, then we see like this board meeting and oh, hold on one second. Yeah. Go for it before that. Yeah. Um, then the scene you're talking about, I feel like the writers want you to like Orion after that because Orion mm-hmm. talks to the Dean. Oh yeah. And like stands up to him. The Dean says that you'll get your own team and you'll get to pick the players you want. And Orion stands up to him and tells him that he doesn't want any other team. And then the Dean basically says, we're going to miss you, Ted. Yeah. And yeah. That's, basically threatens like you're, you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so then you can lead into the board meeting. Yeah. So, I mean, the, it's, it's one of the next scenes you, you see is um, they're basically at the meeting that's going to decide their fate. Um, the, the kids are there, the, the board's meeting and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, Orion's like, you know, Hey, you can't do this. Like, you know, this means a lot to these kids and, um, you know, the, the education that they're getting here is very important to their future, blah, blah, blah. And then, but he's not getting, getting anywhere. It's like, okay. So they're about to pull their scholarship. I mean, they've already voted for yeah. it basically. Yeah. They're, they're essentially just about to drop the, the gavel. It's going to be final. Yeah. And then who shows up, but Gordon Bombay. Um, and it's not a courtroom scene, but it almost feels like one. He yeah. kind of like lays out his case really quick. And basically it was just like, if you guys try to go forward with this, I will wrap this up in litigation for the next four years. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and basically like, you know, says like, I'm not just good. I'm very good. Yeah. And, and like, this will be your future for the next four years. And then he literally says that the reason he is good is because he got a great, a cat, a great yeah. education from Eden Hall. Is that when it's re- revealed that he went to Eden? Uh, I think I couldn't remember it, if they mentioned it, it officially earlier. is revealed. There. Okay. And so, um, but he's willing to drag the school through the mud if they're going to kick the ducks to the curb. Yeah. Yeah. So basically that's enough to kind of strong arm them into like, okay, you know, we'll let them at least finish out the season. You know, like we'll, we'll let them play, um, continue to go to school here. So, um, they go into some training, um, stuff after that. Um, I thought the, the, they get banks back. 
yeah, that Banks uh, comes back, gets dropped down from varsity. Um, and then I thought, like, as far as training montage stuff goes, I, I thought the pick up the trash was, was yeah. probably the best part of it. Um, uh, you know, when teaching defense, it's like, you know, you got to, you know, if, if the offense misses a shot, it's you up to you to clean re- up the mess, rebound, rebound it, you know, get, get control of the puck basically. And so he just like dumps like a whole trash can full of trash all over the, all over the ice. And Averman has a good line uh, in there. Yeah. A bagel roll, rolls towards Averman <laughs> and Averman's like guy in cream cheese. <laughs> it's like so nasty. Um, and uh, so they just end up like um, swatting trash. Like there's trash everywhere and they're trying to like get it out, um, you know, get it out of the, um, the goalie, yeah. the goal area. And then they even go on the streets of Minneapolis and pick up trash. Yeah. Yeah. I thought all, the, all that was really good. Um, big surprise uh, to the team. I, I, if you've watched the series, you kind of knew it was coming, but they get ducks uniforms um, yep. at, at this point. They're not, not warriors anymore. Cause Orion tells them that, uh, they're not skating like warriors. They're skating like some somebody else, and you kind of think, "Oh no!" Well, he's gonna drop the hammer on him again, <laughs> and then no, the Ducks jerseys are back. Yeah. So obviously that that inspires them to to really kick it up a notch, uh, and then we go into the the final game from there. Yeah. Um, so what are some kind of highlights of that game for you? Well, um, the first period, of course, like I mean, even like the Iceland game, the Hawks game, it's pretty much dominated by uh, the varsity team. They come out hitting, and they're stronger than them. Kind of like the first two periods for all three of the games. Mm-hmm. They're outmatching them, outmanning them. Um, varsity doesn't score at all, so it's 0-0. Zero, zero, yeah. which, um, That's a testament to their defense. Yeah, and so they are entering the third period, and that's kind of where the game-changing moment happens. Um, while Bombay was at the board meeting, or at the end of the board meeting, uh, Bombay mentions to Charlie that he's got some unfinished business to take care of in Chicago. Yeah. And we didn't really talk about this at first, but Dean Portman, uh, who's the other half of the Bash brothers, decided to stay in Chicago and not go to Ian Hall. Yeah, he got a scholarship. He's offered one, but he yes. declined it. So then... Portman shows up in the locker room um, and he said, my attorney, I had this laying around and my attorney said I should uh, sign this. So I'm back boys. And, um, which I, okay. So I, 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 I should have said this at the beginning. I guess it didn't, didn't really need to come out up until now, but I watched this at work yesterday. Yeah. It was really, really slow day at work. And, um, one of the, my coworkers has not seen any of the movies. So D3, the one that we watched during work yesterday was his first ever movie. He'd never seen any of them. He had no idea who Portman was. <laughs> and, um, so he's like, I'm back baby. Like, and you know, I'm, I'm, he puts on the Jersey, he goes out on the ice and he just looks at me. He's just like, what <laughs> I was like? Who is this kid? He's a he's a big character in the second movie. Yeah. He um he's one half of the Bash Brothers. Like the Bash Brothers are now reunited. Like uh he's an enforcer. He's a big big deal for the team. I said it's yeah. it's a big deal that he came back. He's like oh okay. So um their morale is instantly picked up and because um, the one thing they don't have against the varsity is size. Like yeah. the the varsity owns them as far as bulk. Which I mean they're <laughs> freshmen and. A lot of these guys are seniors, so yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. So you look at you look at Averman next to like Cole, and yeah. there's like no contest. And it's so funny. Like one of the <laughs> first scenes with Portman is him talking to Cole, and he's talking about how, being an enforcer and 
how it's great to meet him and Cole's just like, shut up and play hockey. <laughs> and literally the first scene, uh, Cole like skates right past him and Portman's like, oh, it's on now. And Cole literally comes after him and Portman lowers his shoulder and literally flips this full-grown man launches him in the air about 30 feet in the air <laughs> and he just crushes the ice he, yeah he smashes the glass on the board yeah <laughs> and it's just it's it's really comical yeah um but it's but it's also one of those like uh come up in some moments where like cole's been like an absolute jerk <laughs> to yeah. them so he's like he finally got his ju- just dessert so i mean by the way his i read this this is from the the people that made the movie cole is 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 mostly influenced by uh, Biff Tannen from the Back to the Future hmm. series. That so, makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. So, so th- this is his like manure moment. <laughs> yeah. So literally uh, that happens. And Portman, of course, is sent to the penalty box. And then he literally takes off all of his upper hockey equipment. Yeah. He's not naked, but... Kind of half half naked <laughs> from the <laughs> from the waist up <laughs> from the waist up, and he's basically just dancing around in the penalty box. And the 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 kid announcer, I don't think he's as good as some of the other things we've seen in previous yeah. movies. He's okay, but um, he does have a good line of like you know like oh he's he's a uh, stripping stripping down <laughs> in the penalty box. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so obviously, it, it you know, the, as far as uh, energy on, on the ice, it really yeah. changes at this point. And then... They're still not, like, scoring goals. Like, yeah. they're, they're trying to score goals and having trouble. So then with two minutes left, um, the Ducks are trying to swap, uh, make substi- substitutions, and they one of them gets off too fast, or one of them goes in too fast. So they get another person sent to the penalty box. So now Ken Wu and Dean Portman are in the penalty box. So it's a five on three situation. So, uh, Orion sends out, um, Charlie and banks, which they're obvious picks because those two are the best hockey players that they have. So it's Mm -hmm. obvious. And then he sends out, you would think maybe Fulton, Maybe Russ. We're right. gonna see some sort of duck uh, magic. But by, by the way, Russ is not in this movie no, very much, as, not really. especially when it comes to hockey. Like, there's one knuckle buck in the entire yeah. movie. So. But then, no, it's Greg Goldberg, <laughs> who has now become a defender, and Orion says, "You've earned your spot." <laughs> and so they go out. They play the last two minutes with five on three. There's a moment where. Uh, Julie gets caught up behind the goal and there's a wide open net and Adam and Banks comes in and blocks the puck with his chest defense. And so then you're down to the last few seconds and, and it's, Char- tr- it's triple deke time, right? And Charlie's got the breakaway and you're like, this is Charlie's moment right here. Yep. He's a scorer. This is, he's going to put this in the back of the net. The ducks are going to win and the ducks do win. But instead of taking that last shot, he fakes out the goalie, he fakes out the defenders, and passes it to Greg Goldberg. (laughs) And the fear on Goldberg's face. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure at this point there's like five seconds left, but it's literally the longest five seconds (laughs) 
of a movie. Everything goes in slow-mo, I guess. And <laughs> he's just like, ah! and they're just like, shoot it, Goldberg. And he shoots it, and then he gets nailed by two defenders. Yeah. And the goalie still hasn't recovered. And the puck goes into the net with no time left. And the Ducks win. 1-0. One 1-0. Zero. One zero. <laughs> That's their only goal in the whole in the whole match. And it's it's from Goldberg, which yeah. I, I love. That's that's so great. <laughs> um, for a movie that's all about defense, um, they have great defense. And that's how they win the game. They, they absolutely would have lost that game, you know, eight to one, yeah. uh, if they didn't have defense. But um, they they have great defense. The Julie really, I think, shines in this movie. It's it's kind of Julie's movie as far as you know goaltending, and then yeah. um, uh, and then the the switch to the end of your defense, your biggest defenseman becoming the biggest offenseman yeah. in this in this movie. Oh, game. and I, I forgot. Was great. Right before they left the bench, when he announced who they were going with, he gives the C back to Charlie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And tells them that he's the captain. Everyone's kissing, and uh, uh, Charlie gets a kiss. Uh, Julie gets a kiss, <laughs> which that seems kind Lu- of... Luis gets a kiss. <laughs> the, Julie's kissing a little unearned, but... Well, um... Luis gets a, like a full-on make-out scene. <laughs> um, and then they um, they drop the, this uh, lo- logo um, tarp or whatever. Yeah, banner. Banner. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and it's, uh, it's the Ducks logo. Eden Hall Ducks. So they officially changed their name to the Ducks at this point. And then you see Bombay in the crowd. And then you see Bombay walking away. And then you know for sure the torch has been passed. Yeah. From Bombay to Charlie. So I I like all of the scenes that we talked about. Um, there there are some misses for me. Um, and it's not it's not there was like for me, a lot of the misses weren't like um they said something stupid or that wasn't funny or mm-hmm. you know i think there's a few of those here and there but th- there's a few of those in every uh, my favorite comedies have some dumb lines in them so i'm not gonna fa- fault it for that um the the series has been weird on the love interest thing and this is the weirdest of the three um there there is a a character named linda uh, which you only hear her name like twice in the and movie. she's only in like three scenes. Yeah. She, she's introduced at the beginning and I mean, Charlie is infatuated with this girl Yeah, and, um, is, is basically kind of chasing her down. There's one big scene where he's like flat, flat out just wooing her, like, um, being really coy and getting her to smile. Um, and yeah. you think she's turning around and then she disappears from the movie and you and, never see her again until they, the end. And they, uh, you, the thing that they have in common is they both hate everything about Eden yeah. Hall. And I, I love, I love that. Like yeah. I, their chemistry I thought was really good. Um, I, I almost have to wonder, was there more scenes shot between the two of them? They ended up on the cutting room floor. If so, why did they edit them from the movie? Um, maybe they were supposed to do more s- scenes with Linda, but she couldn't, yeah. she got sick or like couldn't film them. I don't she know what happened. She literally gets like five scenes. She gets the scene where the cheerleaders tell her, not to sit there. She gets yeah. the initial scene where she's doing the petition to get rid of the warrior's name. Right, right. Where she meets Charlie for the first time. Then there's the bus stop with Charlie. Yeah. Then there she's there after the board meeting with Charlie. Very briefly, yeah. And then I guess she gets six scenes because she comes to the Blake game. Yeah. And then she has the end scene with Charlie. So 
of the of the let's say she's in the movie for seven minutes yeah six of those minutes are in the first half yeah <laughs> and then like she gets a couple little like 15 second scenes at the end and that's it and she gets um, like two quotes i mean she yeah. tells um when the varsity teams tell them they don't belong there she tells them well it's everybody's school not just yours yeah yeah, uh, that that was super weird for me. Um, again, not it, none of it was bad. It was just like incomplete. I guess yeah. is, is the best word to, to use. It it seemed a weird choice. Like, don't even include it if you're going to do it incomplete like that. Um, uh, I thought uh, I'm going to try to toggle back be, be, between positive and negative because okay. I, I you I'll I'll be honest. I'm totally honest with you right now. Over the last forty minutes, you've you've bumped me up from a, the movie's okay to I liked it. It it's it it there, there are things in this movie that I hadn't really fully processed until right now, and um, I do like the movie. I, it's more than just okay. Um, I still don't love it um, because of some of the the omissions and the faults it has, but um, I I do like it uh, overall. Um, it's not one that I'll I'll go back and watch anytime soon. I, I would watch D one and D two uh, mm-hmm. again, pretty, pretty soon. But, um, uh, <clears throat> so positive. Um, I think Joshua Jackson is phenomenal in this yeah. movie. He's so good. Um, he's not just the main character, but I think brings the heart and the passion and the conflict in the movie. Um, I think he gives a stunning performance. Like his character is very believable. Um, he's just freaking good in this yeah. movie. And I like, the fact that he delivered a performance like this in D3 makes sense how his career took off after this. Like, mm-hmm. I think if we had left it with D2, I mean, he wasn't bad in D2. He just wasn't given a lot to do or a lot to say. And I think he was a little bit too young. Um, in this movie, it's 1995 is when they when they filmed it. It came out in 96. In 1995, Joshua Jackson is not the same as like a 1991 <laughs> Joshua no. Jackson. Like, not at all. He's really improved as an actor quite a bit. And I, I think this is clearly his best movie yeah. um of the of the three as I far as his performance um uh let's see i don't think the soundtrack is very good in this movie no which is <laughs> which is kind of disappointing because the, the soundtrack was so so good in the in, first two movies because in d2 it's literally probably the best soundtrack i mean you could it's argue what, one of the best soundtracks in disney movie history for live action i'll go further than that i think i think the soundtrack in d2 is one of the best soundtracks in any sports movie it's it really is that good there's the scene um in rodeo not rodeo drive um and uh, where it's like just playing like that classic 90s movies or music and you've got russ you know acting a fool and stuff like that um, you've got the Queen songs, "We Will Rock You" and "We Are the Champions." Um, you have like these, like, like peppy, like you know, poppy kind of like you know, uh, jams, jock uh, yeah. jam type stuff in the second movie. There's none of that in this no. movie, and it is so bizarre to me. Um, they, uh, you get a, scene, a song called "This Is Me in Grade 9, which is like a ska kind of movie uh, in the Mall of America scene. Oh yeah, um, you gotcha. get you get a, a song which I think is called never coming down um, during the hockey plane montage scene. Okay. It's, it's the one where I think Bob Bay is playing. Um, and I was like, a, I've never heard of these songs in my life. <laughs> B where's queen. Exactly. <laughs> and, and C where are the jock jams? Where's like the, the songs that get me pepped up. If I'm watching a sports movie, sh- like play something that's going to get me. Yeah. You literally go from up. 
queen to people you've never heard of before. Um, the 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 final credit scene of D two where Averman starts out singing, uh, the we are the champ- I paid my dues. <laughs> Is so good. Oh, yeah. And then I think they started writing the third movie, and they're like, we don't need a good soundtrack for this one. It's, you know, we'll, we'll write a great movie. People will come come see it. And it's like, no. Like, you guys totally dropped the ball on the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe how bad it was. Um, uh, I, lo- I really loved the defense. I'll go to a positive. I really loved the, the censoring on defense mm-hmm. and bringing something new to the table. They, they definitely could have just been like, okay, um, as far as the hockey action, we're going to bring... Um, all the same stuff that ever, that people loved from the first two movies. Yeah. We're not going to do anything different, and we're not going to center on anything different. And um, I loved that they were like, you know what? You know what was missing from the gameplay of the first two movies? There's no defense. It's all mm-hmm. offense the entire the entire game. Let's have a movie that centers in on the other side of the two way hockey. And yeah. I thought that was really great. Um, uh, Estevez, Emilio Estevez's omission was a huge thing for me. Um, I. I wanted him to be, I didn't care that they had a different coach. I wanted Estevez to be like uh, a, a part of like assistant coaching staff or like some kind of role where like he's helping practices only, but he can't make the game. Like I, I wanted him to be in the movie in some way, shape or form. Um, I read that. You did some research about this, right? Yeah. Emilio Estevez was, was filming another movie okay. while, while they were filming this movie. And I, I think, it's unclear whether he wanted to be in this movie or not. I imagine he probably did if he didn't have anything else to do. But this other movie was such a big project for him that I read that he actually made a deal with Disney. He went actually went to the Disney Disney execs and 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 basically bargained a deal with them. He said, "If you guys will help fund this other movie, that's a really passion project for me. Um, I will agree to." Um, like if you want to go a different direction with the character or whatever, I will agree to do that if you fund this, this other movie. So he basically negotiated with them. And for him, I think it was, it just, I don't think he was turning his back on the ducks franchise. Mm. It was more just, I have this other movie that I really want to do. You guys are only filming these, this movie during those months. And, um, you know, uh, you know, if you don't want to delay it or whatever, he's like, I'll, I'll go with the program, but you got to help me out on this other project. So basically that's, that that's, it was all just kind of behind the scenes kind of politics and stuff that he wasn't in this movie. Um, that said, I liked Orion. Um, once you start liking him <laughs> halfway mm-hmm. through the movie, I, 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 I really turned around on that character and actually really enjoyed him. I think the actor is phenomenal. Like the, the guy that played Orion is really, really good. Um, he actually has a cameo in, I think it's D two. He's like one of the refs or something like that. It's kind of interesting. Oh, nice, but um, but yeah, he's he really shines as as a coach in this one. Um, I just I really really miss Bombay a lot because Bombay was one of the main. I love the kids, Averman and Russ and Charlie, all those guys. But um, for me, watching Bombay coach those kids was what kept coming me back to the the franchise. I really liked him. So um, let's see. Uh, do I have any other notes? Um, I, I wanted to see more hockey as well. I, I mentioned that earlier, so yeah. I, won't, I won't belabor it. But um, uh, we're so spoiled with the second movie, like the yes. the of of an hour and I'm guessing an hour and forty minute running running time, probably forty minutes of it. A full yeah. almost half of the movie was just hockey, and <clears throat> I would have taken a little bit a little less, like maybe thirty minutes or something mm-hmm. in this movie. But what we got was like fifteen or something maybe yeah. total. So um, it was it was uh, for it. A movie about hockey. There's a surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly lack of hockey in it. Yeah, 
um, which was a surprise to me. Um, and, and I, I thought like all the scenes that we talked about are really good, but they're most of the scenes we talked about are very serious scenes. Mm-hmm. But we, you, you notice over the last 45 minutes, we didn't talk about a, a lot of funny lines or funny scenes. Um, you think about, uh, Russ, you know, being the heckler in the second one or, um, you know, do, doing silly stuff or, you know, the, the crazy antics that you saw on the eyes are just hilarious to watch. The, a lot of those are just absent in this movie. You don't get a lot of them. You get, you get the most in the first half of the first game yeah. <laughs> against Blake, um, the first two periods. And then, and then it's pretty much over at that mm-hmm. point. You don't see any of the flying B or triple D or, or any of the flashy stuff. Um, you know, I, I really like Ken from the second movie, but he has like one one scene, I think, um, where he kind of flips around, you know, spin, uh, does a and then he has spin. the trash talking scene, yeah, and that's about it, and that that's about all you get to see from him. So, um, I don't know. It's it is the the movie is vastly different than the first two movies, and that's a good thing in a lot of ways. Uh, and in other ways, I I I came away a little disappointed. I, yeah, I, I wanted to see more of the the you know what what brought me to the the yard from the first two. So. Um, it, it, it's, I think it's, I think it's a good movie. I, I don't think it's great. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. The first two movies really wowed me and I, I think I'm, I'm higher. Maybe, I don't know. I, it seems like I, I might be a little higher on the first movie than you, but I would agree with that. Um, the, the first movie really str- hit me in the fields as, as a dad and as a, um, you know, person that's, you know, struggled against, political crap at jobs and stuff like that, where like the first movie just was like, wow, like that, that watching Bombay, his reaction, his, his speech and how he transformed as a character. I, I, I just love that movie so much. Yeah. Uh, and the third one was just um, such a, a departure from all that. Yeah. So it, for me, it was disappointing in, in a lot of ways, but um, as we've talked, you've really convinced me like, yeah, the the movie's good. Like the, there's there's some really good themes and and good scenes and uh, cool like character moments in this movie that yeah. I hadn't really fully processed yet. So, and I feel like now it just kind of sets the stage. I mean, there's been talks about a series, TV that, series, yeah, on Disney Plus. That'd be great. So, I think the stage has been set. And I wonder if like. I mean, what's Joshua Jackson doing these days? I'm sure he's probably <laughs> going to be in it as the coach. I would yeah. assume. I I feel like it'll be the cycle starting again. Yeah. So new, obviously new kids cast. Yeah. Um, brand new. Um, Charlie is the coach. Uh, you might get like some cameos. Maybe like, maybe Goldberg will have like a kid on the team. That'd be great. Somebody like that. That'd be will great. Have a kid on the team. I think um, uh, Keenan Thompson. Yeah, I, I think Keenan Thompson would do it. Like yeah. he may not do every episode, but one episode. Maybe you'll get uh, Connie and Gee being married. Oh and yeah, having a kid on the team. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Which I I, I don't think I've said this on any of the episodes. Um, Connie's such a cutie. I like <laughs> I I just I really like her character a lot. She's so sweet. Um, through all, through all the movies, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see her come back. Um, a lot of these actors aren't doing anything slash yeah. slash much now. <laughs> um, and it would be, it'd be really cool to see kind of a reunion yeah. uh, in some ways. Um, uh, I would love to see Emilio Estevez come back just as a cameo. I, I don't want to see him as a recurring. Maybe main, main it could be the Hans of the, yeah, that's, Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Disney, if you're listening to this, take that idea and run with it. You can have it take, for free. Take our ideas <laughs> and then 
just uh, support our podcast, please. Yeah, make make Emilio Estevez the uh, the Hans of the next. Dude, it'd be awesome if um if if that's what he ended up doing, like yeah, just leaving it the would law be firm. Awesome. He left the law firm and he takes over um, the old business, the old yeah. hockey business, um, uh, hockey shop. That'd be that'd be awesome. So, um, yeah, and you could do you could do literally. I think you could even go back to the the kind of the basic premise of the first movie. Yeah, um, this is a little league hockey team. So Disney, if you are listening to this, <laughs> call Phil and I up. We have great ideas for this show. <laughs> we would love to write for your show. Yeah, just. Let us know. Grant is a Mighty Ducks expert, so he definitely could be a good informant. Um, Yeah, I'd love to see it taking place in Minneapolis again and just just doubling down on what makes that franchise great. So, um, so yeah, even though the the third one was a little bit of a drop-off for me, um, I still say what I've said the last couple episodes that we've done on Mighty Ducks, that the Mighty Ducks sports series is one of the most... It's it's one of the textbook sports series of all time. I think it always will be. Yeah. Um, that, that, um, these movies are how you do sports movies. Yeah. And I mean, people will always go back to like comparing it to like Sandlot, which I mean, for me, Sandlot, the first one is amazing. That's a movie that goes down in the hall of fames as one of the greatest sport kids, sports movies of all time, if not the greatest. Yeah. I mean, I would pick D two of course, but um, Sandlot is right there with it. it, but I mean, every movie they made after Sandlot sucked. Yeah, it was horrible. They yeah. didn't have like anybody from the original cast. It was horrible. Yeah. So I mean, this one, I feel like if you do sports trilogies, which there really aren't that many. Yeah, there aren't that many. I mean, I would say this is easily top five. Yeah. Top three if not the top movie trilogy. I think for a lot of people, it's number one. Yeah. But um, yeah. And, and it, until I had never seen any of the movies until a couple of months ago, but now I understand why yeah. Like it, it makes sense to me. So um, I, I feel like I'm, um, I finally accomplished something. Like I, <laughs> like I've, I've gotten to the point where like, I understand the conversation now when people talk about these movies. Yeah. So I've, I've not, I've been out of the loop until now. And did I redeem myself? Even though you chose the Rocketeer, but, oh my god! But we definitely did. We go up yes. from the Rocketeer. I, I would happily watch D three <laughs> before watching the Rocketeer by far. Um, so, <laughs> in fact, there may not be anything that we watch for the rest of the year um, that <laughs> that I would want to w- watch less than the Rocketeer. So, um, yeah, I I definitely p- picked a stinker last week, and uh, and yeah, you redeemed us. And next week should keep raising the bar yeah let's let's talk about that since you brought it up so um we uh we're back on the same schedule that we've had the last few weeks but uh next week we're doing hocus pocus so that episode should come out either saturday or sunday of next weekend so um the 24th and the 25th of october right before halloween gives you five or six days to listen to it get in the halloween halloween spirit um obviously a lot of people will be watching hocus pocus uh leading up to halloween so uh watch it with your family and come back and listen to our, our episode on that um I, I think you'll enjoy our conversation that we have about that one uh and then after that uh two weeks from now is mandalorian weekend i'm so excited for that um grant needs to catch up on the first <laughs> season <laughs> well i'm Officially done with coaching junior high football. Yeah. We uh, finished on Thursday night. Finished undefeated wow. for the second year in I a row. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. I didn't know you guys were undefeated. So we've won 11 straight junior high football games, wow. which is That's awesome. awesome. And if you go back even a year past that, we've won 16 out of 17. Wow. So. When was the last time that Marionville, the school that you teach at, was undefeated? Um, for, for it's that. been a while. And um, I know none of our coaches are probably listening to this, but <laughs> I'm going to give a big shout out to our varsity team. They won last night, and they're now 8-0, and and they're wow, also one undefeated. win away. And I believe that last night's win clinched the conference championship. So, wow. Um, Go Comets. Yeah, they're one win away from perfect 9-0 and season, and they should have the number one seed going into districts. So wow, that's it's awesome. a great time to be a Comet. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, speaking of sports, it's, it's always fun to be on top like that. So, yeah, um, it is. That's cool. Um, so yeah, he'll have more time. Uh, he's going to, uh, blast through the first season. I can't wait for you to watch it, man. Yeah. We, we may have to get some just kind of very quick general thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. if, even if you've only seen a few episodes by next, ep- the next episode we record, yeah. um, I, I'd love to get your thoughts cause, uh, the Mandalorian is very special to me. So, um, uh, and, and Grant grew up on some star Wars movies. You hadn't seen the new trilogy, I'd say. Okay. Or um, the middle trilogy. I mean, I watched, yeah. I watched the old trilogy. I'd probably seen them like before the most recent time. I, when I watched them with Caitlin, I'd probably see them like three or four times. Yeah. So, but I mean, I was growing up as the middle trilogy was coming out. Right. So that like was like I was your, in middle school, elementary school. That was your Star Wars basically yeah. growing up. Um, I, I think that's a lot of people's story too. Um, and then. Uh, your wife had not seen any Star Wars movie yeah. <laughs> until this year. So and she's going to... You blew through all of them. Yep. And so we're going to blow through season one of Mandalorian. Yeah. She said she would watch it. So cool. We should have her on for a couple episodes to love, get her take. I would love that. That would be great. <clears throat> um, get a female perspective. Um, we're Speaking of perspectives, we'll probably get... Uh, I guess to come on at least a few times as well during that. Uh, we're still kind of working out the details of how we're going to do that about um, covering Mandalorian, but also not being just a Mandalorian show for mm-hmm. two months straight. Um, so I think the the first episode, uh, which again is two weeks from now, probably drops on October 31st, possibly at the very latest, November 1st, just a, a day or two after Mandalorian. It will be a spoiler episode. We'll make that very clear at the time. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, you know, maybe hit pause on this episode till you yeah. do. Um, but that first episode, the entire Disney plus reviews episode will be all, be all about that. Um, the Mandalorian, nothing else. And then after that, we'll probably do a little bit of both. So, yeah. um, maybe 30 minutes on Mandalorian, 30 minutes on a movie or something like that. Um, it'll make the movie talk a little bit shorter than what yeah. we've been doing, but, um, that's fine. Um, you know, yeah. we'll adjust. So, and then after that, who knows? Cause I mean, now Marvel's kind of doubting that some of this stuff will be ready. Yeah. Like, I know uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon have been pushed back now. Yeah. Um, Loki's been pushed back. I hope Hawkeye's we, been pushed back. I hope we at least get WandaVision this year. I, they they keep saying we're getting it this year, this I, fall I sometime. I don't know if it's going to happen now because, yeah. like, they announced, like, God, this week that it might not be till early 2021 now. Jeez, that would suck. Yeah. I We got to get something Marvel out of 2020. So, I mean, <laughs> we might have another run of movies for a while yeah which isn't a bad thing because there's a lot of content out there oh there's so much to watch there's a a ton on disney plus i've never even seen um i mean by the dozens of of really great movies i've never seen 
and um and the Mandalorian is going to keep us pretty busy over the yeah. next couple of months. So, um so yeah, that's kind of what, what's coming up. Um, uh, really briefly, we usually do a, a what else are you watching on Disney Plus at the end. Um, I'll just talk about this for sixty seconds or less. But okay. um, I, we watched Meet the Robinsons. Okay, um, this I week. have actually never seen that before. I know exactly what it's about. Yeah, but I've never seen it before. It is really good. Um, I remember loving the movie when it first came out. Um, I'm probably not as high on it now, just because <laughs> I, I think the the it's that movie wows on your first viewing because there's some surprises in the, the what happens with the characters um, that I won't spoil here, but um, that is are really like cool moments when you watch it. Mm-hmm. But now that, like watching it the second time and I knew that the surprises were already coming and there were kind of smaller surprises anyways <laughs> to begin with it. It's it's doesn't land as, as good with me, but the movie's very captivating um it's less stunning visually now than when it first originally came out because it came out quite a while ago um but i I still think the animation is pretty good um and uh it's well acted um i think the um time travel nature and the sci-fi nature of it makes it very special for disney movie because there aren't isn't a long long list of those yeah um especially when it comes to animated movies um jordan really loved it um the there's some genuine like laugh out loud moments for parents and kids. Uh, Meet the Robinsons is really good. Um, and it, it's very different than what you get with a lot of their other animated hmm. movies. So uh, if you've not checked it out, uh, definitely check out that one. Um, gets my stamp of approval. It's okay. It, it's great for both young and old. So um, anything you wanted to shout out before we wrap I mean, up here? We watched D3 last night slash yeah. this morning, but that's all we've been watching. Yeah. Well, you're going to be watching a lot of Mandalorian um, coming up. We got eight episodes of Mandalorian coming up in the next two weeks. Caitlin can't wait. Um, All right. Well, uh, if you have any ideas about what you want to hear about on this podcast, um, we've lined up the next couple weeks for you. But in November, if if there's some things you want to hear us review or talk about um, as we're obviously covering Mandalorian as well. Uh, let us know uh, if you have your own review of something that you've watched on Disney Plus and you want to be included in the show. Uh, we'd love to do that for you. Just write Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com. That's P-L-U-S all spelled out. Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com. And we would love to include you in the show. Um, next week, we're covering Hocus Pocus. It's about to get spooky on the podcast, which I'm very excited about. And uh, we will see. The say- Sanderson sisters are coming back. Oh, no. Look out, everybody. <laughs> All right, we'll see you then for Hocus Pocus.